I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Welcome to uh, a special episode of the Queen Pod, in which we're going to rank our favourite Queen album covers. Fantastic idea from one of our dear podcast members. Uh, so we have my idea. Yeah, it was John Robbins's <laughs> idea. You've totally trodden on. It doesn't matter. John Robbins is going. Look, I've got a thing. Here we go. All right, it was John Robbins's idea. Uh, so uh, let's say hello to a comedian and musician, Suze Kempner. Hello. What a Hello. good idea from John Robbins. It was a good idea from John Robbins. Yeah. I hope he's here. Uh, and we have <laughs> Queen documentarian Simon Lupton. Who's only here because John's had a good idea. Uh, and uh, we have, of course, our man of ideas, John Robbins. Hello hey. to you. Hey, John. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and me, your host, Farouk Acharya. Okay, so we have... <laughs> worked really hard on that gag uh okay so um what we're going to do is have a look at all of the queen um album covers in fact i am actually going to just introduce at this point our producer giles which is another voice you're going to hear a lot of on this one to help us mediate between us which album covers we think are the best thank you for having me i'm very excited to finally get this sorted out you're the only one that knows the answers aren't you (laughs) we don't know the answers i'm the holder of the secrets for the next 20 minutes or so. 20 minutes, you say. Uh, So I propose we start (laughs) by by going around uh, and declaring what each of us have put, uh, you know, each of our numbers. We'll start at number 10. Um, We are picking from uh, essentially all of the official releases. If you have 
your own top 10 album cover list, please do email it to us at queenpod at thequeenpodcast.com because uh, we'd love to hear from you on this. Um, the albums we're looking at are essentially all the official releases, so the studio albums, the live albums, and uh, a few of the compilation albums. That is what we have included. Uh, and we'll post, probably, Giles, we'll just post what those albums are alongside the... Yeah, for sure. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Makes sense to to give everyone the choice, but yeah, we'd love to hear what what other people's lists are like. We can incorporate them into this and make a big overall... Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be absolutely great. So just to be clear, Queen in Nuche, not applicable. (laughs) Not applicable. Oh, well, there's my number one. (laughs) (laughs) Queen on Air is. So there we go. Mm. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, rather than me read out a list of 37 albums or 27 albums or whatever it is, um, which would, does not sound like it would make for good podcasting. We'll just post it alongside this. Um, all right, so should we just get into it and, and kick off? Just before we start, I've got a couple of very interesting facts. Out of the 37 album covers available to you, the four of you only chose 20. Only 20 album covers ah. are mentioned. So, mm. Ah, that is interesting. Only three album covers got mentioned by all four of you. What? Ooh, yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. It God. is yeah. fascinating. Two albums got three mentions. Mm-hmm. Seven albums got two mentions and eight albums got one mention. Ooh. That really surprises me. I am assuming that, that those three that we all mentioned are all our top threes. <laughs> uh, but we're about to find out. So yes. let us kick off. Uh, with what we've got at number 10. Suze, what have you put at your, as your number 10 favourite The album? Miracle. At number 10, lovely. Yeah. And John, what have you got there? I've got Greatest Hits 2. Oh. Ah. Nice. And Simon? I've gone for Live at Wembley, but specifically the 25th anniversary release. Nice. <laughs> I see. And uh, <laughs> I have got at number 10, Queen Rocks. Mm. Now, cool. two of those mentioned uh, are the only mentions of, of, of these album covers. Queen Greatest Hits 2, <laughs> didn't need to say Queen, did I? And uh, Queen Live at Wembley, <laughs> uh, 25th anniversary release. They're the only two that we've uh, that aren't mentioned again. Th- those two album covers will not be mentioned again as we go up the rankings. Remind me what they are again, sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Queen, oh, I said I'd done it again. Yeah. Greatest Hits 2 oh, and right. Live at Wembley, 25th anniversary re-release. Simon, why were the, why the 25th anniversary specifically? Because it was a different cover. Clever. <laughs> and it is so much better looking at it now. I, I kind of wish I had I had brought that into my um, choices, but I, I was just going from um, what I call the canon, so up to and including uh, <laughs> Queen Rocks. But luckily, uh, uh, none of the live albums after that make it into my top 10 anyway but the live at Wembley 86 re-release cover is superb and I believe it's the poster you've got behind you it is pretty much yes Ah, yeah so I just think it's so for people who don't have it in front of them it's the image of Freddie uh, on the stage at Wembley but he's bent right back in that amazing pose with the yellow Mm. jacket on and the white the white trousers um which i just think is such an iconic um freddie pose and the two things i'd mention about this is one is um 
we did an interview not long ago with um, Richard Young, who is uh, a photographer who photographed Queen many times, and including on the 86 tour. He didn't take this particular image, but he, he's got lots of amazing images of, um, of Queen and particularly Freddie on stage. And he tells a story that Freddie would always say he hated it when the photographers were down in the crowd photographing him on stage because he said, you all know what I look like. The crowd can see that image for themselves mm. so he always wanted the photographers to be at the back of the stage so that you could see what freddie could could see and i think that's mm -hmm. what's so amazing about this image is you get the sense of scale of, of them in this massive arena um you can't see people in that particular shot but you you know it's a packed stadium and i just think it's such a great image it's so i went to wembley to watch the stone roses mm. um under semi duress <laughs> but it, at Wembley they have an enormous blown up version of that image it's the one where he's sort of uh he's his head is thrown back front knee sort of bent out in the yellow jacket his it, it's one of the most perfect rock photos ever taken yeah. because the poise he has is like an athlete or a ballerina it is quite something Bizarrely, I was um, having a Zoom chat with Russell Howard, the comedian, and he's got it in his living room. Wow. Huge oh. version. Like, a, you can buy it from a place called, I think it's called the Rock and Roll, rock and Roll Hotel in America. They sell prints wow. of, of sort of a lot of rock images. Right. And um, I was like, why? Because he's not like a huge Queen fan right, or anything. Right, I was going to say, yeah. And I love this moment when you find this out about people. But he said, "No, as a as a performer, that to me sums up more of what being on stage should be like than any other image." And I know a few people who are not necessarily Queen fans, not necessarily huge music fans, but as comics and performers go, I'll I'll I'll. I will always know sort of one percent of what it's like to be Freddie in that moment, and I will always yeah. aspire to that feeling of, of sort of every single eye on you yeah. at the moment at which you were at your absolute peak. Mm. Cool. That's brilliant. So I think that image speaks to people sort yeah. of really far outside of like the Queen fan community. Yeah. 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 When I worked Beautiful. on, um, we did a piece about the Bejar Ballet and uh, I had the pleasure of working with a director called Lynn Wake who was a former ballet dancer herself and is now a, a a documentary maker and um she said what's interesting about freddie is that his legs were actually quite short in proportion to the rest of his body which means means his center of gravity is much lower than most people's which is why he can pull that pose and most of us would fall over but he mm. can simply because of that sort of strange quirk of of his body um yeah and uh, and yeah, he he was very balletic in all the poses that he yeah he pulled. And we know he was obsessed with ballet anyway. But he yeah he had that about him. Um, he just said he could never be a ballet dancer because he wouldn't follow choreography. <laughs> just he had to do his own thing. Michael Jackson cheated, didn't he, to get the same effect? Those shoes were fixed. <laughs> right. Uh, so the other the other one we're looking at is. Um, uh, Greatest Hits 2 was mentioned Greatest Hits 2 For the only time uh, Yeah uh, Why have you done that John? Well I think partly 
it was because I think it was the first Queen album I bought. Right. But secondly, that image and specifically that version of the crest is so iconic in sort of Queen iconography. That's a terrible sentence. <laughs> it's so iconic in Queen imagery. And I had it on a T-shirt that I wore until it literally fell off. I mean, it just, it was in bits, this T-shirt, had holes all over it. Um, and I just think it's real. it's a perfect image for a Greatest Hits collection. Right, right, right. So this is obviously the uh, the Queen Crest that Freddie designed. Uh, those of you that aren't aware, it's that beautiful Queen Crest that you probably will have seen by now if you are listening to this podcast, but uh, it's based on the Zodiac signs for all four members, right, the two lions. For Leo, which was John and Roger, a crab for Cancer, which was Brian, and two fairies for Virgo, which was Freddie, which was wonderfully, wonderfully done. Um, and it is Richard Gray that designed that 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 sleeve. He seemed to design most of the latter day, yeah, main yeah. albums, right? Yeah, Richard's been but all but always based on um, ideas from Queen, really. But you're right, uh, Queen Two was definitely something I. Uh, sorry, the Queen Greatest Hits Two was definitely something I, I considered, John, because it. It is an album I love. <laughs> mm. You know, it's yeah, it's definitely um, that thing a very with cool the piece. zodiac symbols. I've never, I'm sure the information is out there, but I've always wondered: is that where they get it from in Spinal Tap? Because they, they talk, she, his girlfriend comes, Michael McKean's girlfriend comes in and goes, I've, in, I've invented a whole new look for you all and you all wear headdresses oh, based yeah. on your zodiac signs. And I've always wondered if that was based on. Uh, Queen. I think there are. I th- I'm not certain that uh, Spinal Tap would exist if it weren't <laughs> for Queen. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah. I think where where Queen are concerned and uh, Spinal Tap, it's it's pastiche, right? They played live at the Freddie Mercury tribute. It's not yeah, parody. I yeah. don't think. I think there's a lot of affection from the Spinal Tap direction yeah. towards Queen. You know. Um, all right. Shall we have a look at our number nines? Uh, Alright, let's hear yours, Simon. Uh, so I went for Queen Rocks here. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Good. John? Uh, I w- See, hang on, Simon. You're saying Queen Rocks, a cartoon <laughs> explosion of the Queen Crest, is mm-hmm. a better album cover than Queen's Greatest Hits 2. <laughs> yeah, yes, but it's I a am. badass. I had it at number it 10. It is. Hey, I'm, I'm not saying it's not badass, but <laughs> Queen's Greatest Hits 2 looks very regal. Yes. Um... I, at, at number nine, I have Queen One, or Queen. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, fair play. And Sue's? I've got The Game. Yeah, mm. nice, nice. Uh, I have Made in Heaven at number nine. Mm. How have we done there, Producer Giles? Really well, guys. <laughs> um, that's, that's the end of the mentions of Queen Rocks. Uh, ah. uh, Ro, you made it your number ten. Simon, it was your number nine. Okay. So, Simon, do you want to tell us why you put uh, Queen Rocks here? Well, I've just rabbited on about Live at Wembley. Do you want to talk about Queen Rocks? Yeah, um, I do. So, what I, I mean, obviously, it's 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 a much later release. It's a compilation album. It's actually a compilation album that tickled me when it came out because, you know, when I was making mixtapes of Queen back in the day, I would go, right, I want a really rocky mixtape and I want a ballady one. And, uh, and it was just a delight to me to have... Uh, that as an idea for a, a compilation album, which is arguably an unnecessary compilation album because we've all got the songs by this point. Um, however, 
uh, that album cover does make it. I do take your point, John. That the 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 crest is a beautiful thing, but having had the crest in place for that long, um, to explode it with this much, you know, there's just not none more rock than an exploding queen crest, and it's done <laughs> in such. And I mean, I love the artwork of it. You know, it, it's 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 mythical. It's it could be the cover to a fighting fantasy book or um, uh, Lord of the Rings or whatever. And I, yeah, it's just got so much. It's so dramatic. <laughs> it's fantastic, <laughs> and it just says rock and roll. So I I love it. Absolutely love it. The crest will. I mean, it kind of appears on other album covers, right? That that might appear higher up the rankings oh, yeah, as well. It does. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I got to say, uh, the game. Suze, that's the only time the game is, is mentioned in this entire chart. Oh, mm. I really like the image on the front of the game because it's very much like Welcome to the 80s. This is, this <laughs> yes. is Queen yes. bursting into the 80s. Welcome. I've, I've just noticed that none of my choices, spoiler alert... Have the band posing for a photo? Oh, actually, one of only one of my choices is like a studio photo of the band, um, and so like the works and the game, I didn't pick because okay. they just it just feels very a little bit too still. And Queen are a band that I sort of associate with with movement mm-hmm. and action. <laughs> I think I might have just made that up, but uh, I, I I think their posed uh, album covers are their. I mean, I like all their album covers, but their posed ones I think are their weaker ones because right. it's so rare that you Queen see Queen just standing in a line being still. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you on that, John. I think the stuff that made into my top tens were more art based designs. Um, so uh, this was based on a photograph by Peter Hintz and. Christopher Hopper. Interestingly, on the inside of the album, uh, there was a photo of Freddie's moustache, which was like the first introduction to fans of that moustache. I don't know if I've got it. Well, it doesn't matter if I show it to you or not, really. Um, uh, and there was a difference between the CV, the CD version, and the LP cassette version, where uh, in the original Roger had his arms folded, um, and oh, right. Brian. Uh, 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 didn't have his hand on his hip, so it's just a slight differential. Could we see weirdly. that row if that's behind in those images? Oh, let's have a look. Uh, there's the photo of Freddie with his moustache, mm. uh, and then I think you can see oh, wow. here yes. Roger's not got his yeah. arms folded like he does on the front there on the left, and then uh, Brian's got his hand on his hip there and uh, has it up. Sort of, sort and Roger's got his jacket open on one and closed on the other. And Freddie's not got the, his thumb in his trousers loop. Yeah. Yeah. And the title's in a different colour. <gasps> I mean, oh. so different. So well, now I've got to pick which one I'm choosing. <laughs> well, I think it is the one with Freddie with his thumb in his thumb in his pocket. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. That's the one that I always it, think well, of yeah, in my head. <laughs> 
I prefer well, the yeah. I prefer the the spacing of the font for the game in the 1994 remaster CD. I've just <laughs> realised that is the dweebiest thing we'll probably ever say. <laughs> on this it's just well, squash more, isn't it? Because because uh, yeah. it's a CD, not a. And I don't like that gap between Queen and the game, and then the mm. smaller gap between the game and the photo. <laughs> and, you, and I'm sure you're you're loving John's open jacket with, with a bike it T-shirt on there. He like he looked. Like John looks much. better on the CD as well. Yeah. Yes. Well, you can all have he a game and spot the difference at home now. When you're listening <laughs> to this, isn't that great? But Susie's right. That is such a a, a a great Queen image, isn't it? It was sort of like a complete reinvention, wasn't it, of their of their look? They sort yeah. of gone from that yeah. long haired Freddie in the the Harlequin outfits, and they'd morphed into this leather biker gear, which I think <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. was very of that era. I so, think if that image says anything, it says, guys, we used a synth. <laughs> so Deal funny. with it. Interestingly, this, this didn't make it into my top ten, but it is, I think, I think it might even be, it might be my favourite album, but we'll, we'll see when we get to that in the podcast. Um, so the sleeve was designed by Cream, who did a lot of the um, uh, album covers for uh, this sort of run sort of coming up into the 80s and I have no idea I'm assuming it's not Eric Clapton's band who designed this cover I was going to say is it the so sunshine of your who love? is Cream do you know Simon any idea no I don't actually no. just a total mystery I could mm. not find anything about it right the, the photograph was by Peter Hintz and Christopher Hopper yeah and Peter Hintz is better known to Queen fans as Ratty Ratty right the head roadie right uh, well, he was sort of John and and, and sort of Freddie's roadie, yeah, uh, right. with the band for a, a long time, and took a lot of photographs uh, of the band along the way. Nice. He he DM'd me on Facebook, oh yeah, uh, asking if I wanted to go. He was doing a talk, I think, and unfortunately I couldn't make it. Um, but yeah, he was he. I think he did a little tour to promote a book he wrote. Yes, he's written a book. Yeah, right. about his time there. Yeah. Great stuff. Let's listen to our number eights. John, do you want to kick us off and let us know what your number eight is? Number eight, I've gone for Innuendo. Ah, lovely. And Suze? Day at the Races. Day at the Races, very nice. I've gone for Live Magic. Uh, And Simon, what have you gone for? I've gone for Queen, yeah? Ah, the first Um, Queen album, lovely. How have we done here then, producer Giles? Just as well as last round. This is so exciting. <laughs> um, that is the only mention of live magic. What? In this charts. Right. Well, I'll bloody justify that, I tell you. So uh, the reason I've put that on here is uh, for similar reasons that John uh, took Greatest Hits 2 in, um, which is that uh, this is the first Queen album I heard. Uh, and I think I have spent, if you added up the number of hours that I've spent staring at the cover of this album and the inner sleeves and all the rest of it, it has probably been at least six months of my life uh, <laughs> in, in constant staring at the cover of this album. So as I was collecting my albums, I don't know if you guys used to do this, but I used to lay them out on the floor. So each time I got a new album, a new cassette, I then placed them next to each other and put them in a like mosaic and so this was always yeah. the first one that I had. So, you know, as each album then got added, I would always start by just, you know, looking at, at, at the start of it all, which for me was uh-huh. like magic. And I love the um, 
I love the 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 the, the uh, poses they're all in are fantastic. Uh, you know, Brian looks amazing. Freddie looks amazing. Uh, you know, Roger sitting across the top's cool, and even John, who appears to be wearing no trousers. I know he may as well not great. have shorts on. <laughs> Um, but it's I, also got that lovely sort of design where it's actually really hard if you've ever tried to do this at PowerPoint it is really hard to produce that effect of putting things into a grid and splitting it up a little bit Ro, it's it's not a very good album cover mate oh you're I such think, a bastard I was really I nice think... to you about Queen 2 which is just a plain blue album cover with a gold yeah, imprint on it at least this co- has got people being cool on it we're talking about design. We're talking about being classy. Sometimes it's what you leave out, not what you put in. We've got two fonts to deal with here. We've got some of the squares are like doubled and some of them aren't. So Freddie's head isn't doubled, but John's head is. Roger is squashed beneath. Which is why I'm... I put it at number eight. I didn't put it at number one, but I put it at number eight because, as I've just said, it is the one I have the most emotional connection to. It's the album cover that I've spent the most of my life with. Just I'm, I'm not denying. I'm not denying your emotions. Uh, I'm not denying the emotional question. I'm just talking in a purely design sense. It's not a good album no, cover. Okay. It is very eighties. Objectively, I fully accept your point. Yeah. I'm not trying to offend anyone with this, but this is what I imagine John's DT folder looked like. I can show you what my DT folder looks like. Oh, can we see it? I've got it. It's in, it's in that cupboard above my head. <laughs> of course it is. It's to hand. <laughs> but also on the inside of the album, those images are badass, right? Does it not have who designed it on the um, no. inner sleeve? No. find it. Maybe. It they were so ashamed. Well, I don't think anyone did. I think they just... They just they probably just slapped it together but at least there is one queen fan on earth that is willing to put it as number eight on his <laughs> there's some, some real controversy maybe around this this round simon's ranking of queen queen one as his eighth favorite album cover is the last mention of queen one. Oh, Ooh. wow did anyone I, else so have that was queen john, yeah. at, john at number nine yeah right, okay I, I think Queen One fits the cover, fits the album, but I'm not yeah. sure it fits in with the rest of the albums. But I, I really love it. It's a beautiful picture. It's probably the picture I would, if I had to. No, I'm not going to say that. That's not true. I don't believe it. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> but I really like it. It's a photograph by is it Douglas Puddyfoot something like that, isn't it? Yes. What's his name. Um, and uh, until we did this exercise. I had no idea that that was a photo. I assumed it was a. Uh, a I thought it was a painting. With, yeah. Um, well, that's what's so brilliant about it. I think. I mean, it, it's mm. based on a. a it, well, it started as a photograph, I believe, and and then got that effect on it, which I think is. I think it's really striking. It's simple yet really striking, and um, it's mm. Fred. <laughs> yeah, it was that lovely little quote on the inner sleeve. Uh, from having been finally getting this album out where it says representing at last uh, what Queen music has been over the last three years. We finally got this out. Um, But there's also an epic sort of montage of photos on the back sleeve as well. It's gorgeous as well. But, um, you know, that amazing Roger in a hat, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's that picture I can never work out. Is it Jesus or Brian with a beard? Also, there's there's um is that Brian wearing the duck mouth which is also yes. from the I'm going slightly, I'm going mad, slightly mad video. 
Is that not from that video then? No, because that's 1973. That's literally, this isn't like some reissue. Oh my God. So they were calling back to that when we did that video in 91. Yeah. Either that or Brian just had them knocking around and thought, oh, <laughs> he I really use likes these. I use these again. No one will remember when I last used them. It'll be fine. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, wow. Well, that is pretty controversial. Thank you, producer mm. Giles. Uh, so, should we move up to our seventh place numbers? Uh, yeah. I'll kick this round off. In seventh place, I have jazz. Mm. Uh. Uh, and it's very important that you pronounce that correctly in this day and age. And I'm so sorry. Who else? Who's gone, Simon? What have you got at number seven? I've, I've gone for a day at the races at number seven. Lovely, lovely, very solid. And I've completely lost track of what order we're going in. So, Suze, what's yours? I also chose a... a, a oh, no, I chose a night at the opera for number seven because day at the races was number eight. Yeah, mm. yeah, nice. That's a, that, is, that is a big call for night at the opera to be so low. Big. <gasps> is it? Yeah. What have you got at number okay. seven then, John? I've got Hot Space. Ah. Mm. All right, okay. That was my number 11. Yes. Was it really? Yeah, nearly nearly made it in. My number 12 was Day at the Races. So, um, all right, so where, how have we done there then, uh, Producer Giles? Just, I, c- I can't believe you're maintaining this, this level of momentum. It's amazing. <laughs> that is the only mention of Hot Space. No way! Oh, I... that's a There's not a graphic really. designer in the group. What a, what an album cover! <laughs> what the album cover that Roger Taylor himself called rubbish. Well, Roger, 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 I don't think you can really ask Roger or Brian anything about Hot Space to be fair and expect much positivity. Fair enough. But I think it's a superb album cover. It so looks I, so actually. cool. And also, I did, um, I did base my uh, last Edinburgh show on this album cover. If you would ah. like to see that. Would you like to see that? Yeah, yes, I would please. actually. Yes, please. And, uh, how, can... did, how did that sell? Uh, out. I mean, hey! not, not, so it worked. Not, not... I've, I've never thought of Andy Warhol as a particularly brilliant designer until I saw the Hot Space cover. But John, go on, tell me why <laughs> okay, you made your I can, well, I can. Hang on, I can just share this with you now, I think. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. you see yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, Hot Shame. The show was called Hot Shame. Oh. And uh, I used the... I mean, that's like the tenth, that's the 17th draft, so you can tell what a fun guy I am to design posters for. <laughs> um, I, I, lo- yeah. I love that the uh, the prime quote you've got on there from The Guardian is, he fills the, fills the room with complicated joy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like unadulterated joy, banging. But no, uh, complicated joy. Brilliant. So I, I usually name my Edinburgh shows after albums. Um <laughs> Or songs. I just think the, the the cover's very cool. It looks better in the... So in the reissue, the colours are slightly more sort of psychedelic and bold. In the On that album where Roger is sort of that slightly pea soup green. Right. And and Brian is, is, is a more sort of dull grey. It doesn't pop quite as much as it should. That that poster should really... That, that uh, album cover should really pop. But um, I like it. And again, I think it fits the album. And may I venture to say that having having them in their separate quarters really perhaps mirrors the album as well. I cannot wait to get onto Hot Space for, um, yeah. for the episode we do. Yeah. I've got a lot to say about Hot yeah, Space. Yeah, so do I, actually. It's an album I've got a lot of affection for. 
particularly mm. as time has worn on. Uh, all right, should we go to our numbers? Hey, guys. Oh. Sure, unless unless you've got anything to say about a day at the races, because that is not coming back either. Oh, okay. Well, I think, yeah, Suze, did you want, because you've done a day at the races and night at the opera sort of next Yeah, I, put, I, I figured, like, I couldn't have a day at the races without a night at the opera, and I prefer, it. I mean, it's virtually the same design, isn't it, on mm. both, but one's on a white background, one's on a black background. I prefer it on a white background. So it's number seven, <laughs> the number seven. Uh, but yeah, it's I, that's my favourite use of the Queen crest on an yeah. album cover is those two albums. When I was uh, when I was a kid and I was laying them all out together, I think controversially, for me, very personally, very subjectively, as much as <laughs> I know that Night of the Opera is an absolute masterwork, I somehow always that Day at the Races just edges it for me in terms of which album I actually want to listen to out of the two, Uh, usually. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. of course, Night of the Opera is amazing, and I'm not detracting from that in any way. But Day at the Races was always the one where you just go, yeah, everyone knows about Night of the Opera, but no one seems to know about this one. You know, it kind Mm -hmm. of was a bit of a... uh, And and I I did, as a kid, always kind of go, yeah, and it's cooler because it's on black. (laughs) So I was always like, you know, when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, I prefer it. But when I was doing this now... Mm. And looking at them, I kind of felt that Night of the Opera was the right. better cover. And weirdly, Day of the Races didn't even make... It was very close to my top ten, but didn't quite make it. Well, I, I think the, the appeal of a Night at the Opera is in the context of that album as a piece. The album cover makes so much sense. As in, you know, it's a concept album. We are inviting you to a Night at the Opera. Mm. It's a bit like you're getting a programme for a, a music hall night... Whereas I think Day of the Races is just an album that that cover has been put on again. Mm, Whereas mm. I think with The Night of the Opera, it's part of yeah. this whole just brilliant concept piece. And it, I think in the original one or in the sort of launch, it said Queen invite you to a night at the opera. That's cool. Uh, in mm. one of the bits yeah. of sort of promotional stuff. What I love is uh, Dave Costa's uh, credited with art direction on both of those albums, both Day of the Races and Night of the Opera. And you're like... Mate, that's just actually quite lazy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's your contribution to the. What I'll do is I'll just. I'll, I'll, this time around, I, do you know what? I'm just going to reverse the colours. <laughs> Dude, you, you should have only got paid once, really. Uh, so, so that's my opinion. Um, but yeah, what an album. And it is a badass cover. And it is great that you put it that high, actually, Suze. I'm very, very chuffed that you did. All right, shall we crack on and get on to our number sixes? Uh, let's start with you this time, Suze. The works. Interesting. Uh, I put at number six, the works. Ah. Ah. How did you do, John? Uh, I've gone for the miracle at number six. Nice, very tidy. And uh, Simon, what have you got at number six? I've got live killers. Oh really? No. Hey. Why you would do that? So I'm guessing that that's the only. How are we doing then, <laughs> producer Charles? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> At this point, just under halfway through the chartings, we are still good. Um, Live Killers, yeah, that's the only mention of that. In um, anyone's also, top tens. Yeah, th- yeah, this is this is also the only mention of the works. What? Both of you at the same it? time. Right. Okay, that blows my mind. Uh, all right, Simon. 
why are you the only one to have put Queen Live Killers in? And while you're explaining that, can you also justify why it's all right to put Queen Live Killers in and not um, Live Magic? Uh, because it hasn't got that silly 80s boxing thing going Oh, no, don't, don't worry about that. Just ignore the last part of that question. Why have you put in Queen Live Killers? I God just love that image. And it's sort of, you know, you just got, you got Freddie and Roger being absolute, you know, in that pose, rock gods. You've got Brian holding the guitar aloft, you know, triumphant. John stands there. Does his thing, um, <laughs> legs quiet, together, calm. I've just rocked the world. What are you going to do about it? The fantastic bank of lights behind it. There's sort of streamers on the the stage. It's the end of a a massive Queen party, and that is a band that is on the cusp of becoming the biggest band in the world. Because obviously, the next album after that was the Game, which you know had another one bites the dust, which is their biggest hit in America and so forth. So they went mm. truly global after that. And I just, I think you know. That's so. The nineteen seventy nine era was where they they're playing live shows with big hits that you know even now everyone all recognises. So um, that is why I've chosen that. Why the rest of you haven't even got it in your top ten baffles me and is not a question I can answer. I'm afraid you well, all have I to can... come to terms with that yourself. The, the the font of the title, it to say it annoys me is too strong a word. It bugs me because. It looks like it's Queen Killers Live because Queen and Killers is in the same font and Live is in a different font. Queen should be in the red font with Live Killers either side. <laughs> yes, oh, I see that. Yeah. I've just gone with the traditional reading from left to right method. Yeah. <laughs> that, that only works if you always read the middle words of sentences at the end. <laughs> no, but... but no, but because you're drawn to the word killers. live, yeah. So you're connecting Queen and Killers through the font in a way in a way that you're not live. It's almost I, as if I they agree. wanted to draw attention to the fact that it was a live album. But that's just silly. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine if it's Queen Killers live. Then you're like, oh, I can't wait to hear this Queen Killers album live. <laughs> I keep looking at the, the the words of the title, and my brain doesn't shut up. So <laughs> that's, that's so why odd, I haven't John, picked this album. Title. I have never in my life. In, in 30 years of looking at that album cover I've only ever read Queen Live Killers because that is the <laughs> sequence of words and to, to now see it as Queen Killers Live I don't know if I'll ever be able to unsee that so thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much uh, but of course it's an album that is so exciting it's sort of the only one you know it was the first time I heard um, the fast version of We Will Rock You on there and all kinds of cool stuff so it's it's mm. and it's a double album so it's like yeah, you know, you know, value for money when you're going down the shops as a kid to try and get some Queen music. It was awesome. We also need to talk about the works. That is that is the last time that album is mentioned in this chart. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay, what number six? Both B and two. Number six. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Both at the same time. Well, the works you say. What were the sleeve designed by Bill Smith, photographed by George Harrell, very beautifully. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's a photo that um, I know I've said this sort of about the Live Magic album in a way, but actually in my mind's eye whenever I think of Queen this is the image that always sort of pops in my head and I just love their look at this point and I like the shadows behind them that silhouette that, that's appearing and just Fred looks amazing and also the uh, the artwork on the inside I love as well and I know that there's a lot of albums with with them on the with photographs of them on the cover and I think of those this is my favorite probably 
Yeah, it's a really great mature image. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And I like the shadow. I also like Roger's shoes very much. Oh. They're like ballet shoes. Yeah. They are like ballet shoes. What's <laughs> going on there? Oh, well, well, Fred's, well, Fred's got to... nice converse on, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, it's a good, it's it's a cool look because no one's trying too hard. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and it sort of it is. It just sums up their eighties look. John's mm. hair is at that bananas phase that I love, mm. and um, <laughs> it's and just Fred's pumping that moustache so well, and his muscles are out, and yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> What's not to love? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, I'm just going to have to confirm whether or not those are converse. Uh, just oh, sorry, I don't know anything about the past those. because they look remarkably similar to the Adidas Hercules wrestling boots oh, that wrestling he wore boots. at Live Aid. Well, they're definitely not that. But there, there is a chance that they're not can, uh, converse. What information have you sacrificed from your mind in order to contain information like that? That is an incredible <laughs> amount of detail. Like, have you just like forgotten all about motorway networks or like <laughs> the tube? Like... <laughs> well, that when I so I did a uh, an advert for the Bohemian Rhapsody DVD where they dressed me up like Freddie at Live Aid. And they got the shoes wrong and they were like, oh, these are the uh, Adidas gazelles he wore at Live Aid. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't I think you'll find he didn't wear Adidas gazelles at Live Aid. I think you'll find they were Hercules wrestling boots, which you can't get anymore apart from on eBay in a size seven that would 300 quid. How and much they are they going down. for? Um, they're really hard, to, really hard to get hold of, oh. those Adidas. Um, they, they may, I can't get an image of the works close enough to zoom in, but they may be converse. Um, there's some form of, of uh, high top. Oh, no, no. Uh, I was being very layman when I said converse. I, I'm deferring to your knowledge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, for me personally, as I think I might have said about the game, when they, when they pose looking serious, it just, to me, doesn't feel like... I don't associate Queen with being a sort of still serious looking band, but I do really like the shot and I do like the shadows and I like the font and the spacing of the, the band name and the title. I think it's a very well composed image. Yeah. Mm. And John's smiling in a Mona Lisa way. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. Smizing. He's smiling like he got his way about what photo they had taken. <laughs> <laughs> I also like on the inner sleeve those huge sort of close-up of some sort of cogs and machinery and yeah it kind of it informs works. a lot of yeah, yeah right it's an unusual title for an album isn't it i always found it slightly confused. it sounds like a greatest hits album that's what yeah. i was going to say would wouldn't you'd think you're going to get all the hits but you're right that that inner sleeve that is really notable and i i loved how that transferred onto the stage show as well you know we've seen uh, if you've seen the live in rio 85 vhs um you know, they've got those huge wheels going in the background on the stage. It just looks really Oh, epic. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. Who, yeah. was, who was responsible for the sort of Fritz Lang theme to uh, the Radio Gaga yeah. video and some of the imagery around the works? I have a feeling that this stems back to when Freddie had done Love Kills, uh, a solo track called Love Kills, um, and Giorgio Moroder 
was doing a whole soundtrack for a re-release of the Fritz Lang movie Metropolis. Um, oh, right. So that which was a 1927 film, I think. And he had pulled together his own music as, as well as tracks from other artists. And Freddie had contributed Love Kills to it. And a kind there was a kind of quid pro quo arrangement that in return, Queen could use footage from Metropolis in the Radio Gaga video. So they knew they were using that when they came up with the idea for what the Radio Gaga video was going to be about. It was sort of the whole thing was built around that footage. Now, whether that was sort of Freddie bring it in or whether there was a discussion and the whole band got involved, I don't know. But I, I think it stemmed from Freddie's involvement with Giorgio Moroda. Oh, right. So Love Kills was what, the year before? Must have been, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, 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 of it course. It was about that time the film was coming out. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. And what video it was. Oh, it's brilliant. No, I mean, it's interesting, actually, because I think both Brian and Roger have been on record saying that it's one of their favourite videos ever. They just love the whole the whole look of it and the, the scale. Although they did, I think it was Roger disgu- dis- described the, the car as a bit comical. Oh, <laughs> the flying car. Yeah. But that's that's for another day. <laughs> well, not, it's not as comical as some of the Flash Gordon stuff, to be fair. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I love that video. I, yeah. And also it gave rise to that amazing ocean of Radio Gaga claps that you see when they play live now and all that stuff. Amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think we should really do... Um, we should do like a a, a, a ranking of Queen videos. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, we should yeah. do that. Let's not go down that road now. <laughs> not right now. No, no, no. Our heads are full of things. So, yeah, I think that's a good placement uh, at number six. And I like Great Minds Think Alike, Sue's high Yeah, there you go. Across Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. All right, so, Simon... Um, what's at your number five? My number five is Queen 2. Queen 2. Interesting top five there, of course. And Suze? Mine is Innuendo. Innuendo at number five. John? Uh, mine is Jazz at number five. Jazz at number five. And I've got Night of the Opera at number five. I'm really going to fall I'm gonna fall out with all of you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, some, that's some real nice work, guys. Jazz... It's, its highest position is number five, I'm afraid. John and Roe, you were the only people who brought jazz to the equation. Really? Yeah. Well, it wasn't wow. It wasn't a cover that I think the band are particularly fond of. I mean, again, I, I remember reading Roger was pretty down on the album, actually, but I, I don't think he liked the cover either. But it's such a striking cover, isn't it, John? It's superb. Um, uh, fun fact, if you ever wear it to a TV record, cameramen get very, very annoyed with of you. Of course. Uh, oh, really? Because of the... Uh, the only, yeah, do you know what? I I would pl- have placed this even higher if it didn't have the bicycles along the bottom. Right. <laughs> I, I, it's such a striking central image. I would probably just want to see that middle queen of the five queens along the top, mm. just one of those in the middle, and the cir- the concentric circles with jazz, and it would be so simple. Well, it would be sort of complex and simple at the same time. Yeah, yeah. A- again, guys, it's what you're leaving out, not what you're putting <laughs> in. I think it was uh, based on um, some artwork that Roger had seen on the Berlin Wall, right? 
Do you know about yeah, that? Yeah, that rings a bell. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 He'd seen a similar sort of design painted on the Berlin Wall and then suggested. Oh. So, again, we got the concept by Queen, the design by Cream, whoever they are. Um, and then again. on the on the back on the um, uh, on the inside, I think there was a poster of sixty five naked women on bicycles at the start of the race for the video, <laughs> which was included with LP copies. And that's right, the poster was in with the LPs. I think I even had that. And the US release needed uh, an order form to get the poster. It wouldn't just be included. You'd have to send off for it uh, okay. <laughs> because of because of america but there you can see all the girls on their bicycles on the yeah. other sleeve which is good fun that's that's good old rock and roll fun oh i bought it when i was 16 i bought it in a charity shop in my where my sit form college was uh they were i i bought it in a charity shop and i stuck it on the wall in my room the uh cover and the record itself um because it wouldn't play like it was so scratched it wouldn't play on my parents um turntable and it fell off the wall after like two years and just smashed so dramatically (laughs) on my floor yeah oh well oh what's a sad story well there we go that is an amazing story okay let's press on (laughs) with our uh number fours i think yes Mm. uh all right john what have you got at number four I've got news of the world. News of the world at number four. Yeah, we are going to fall out. And uh, <laughs> uh, Suze, what have you got? I've got news of the world at number four too. Okay. Mm. Okay. We're lucky that we're recording this on Zoom because if we were in a room together, I'd be like flexing and getting ready. You'd kill uh, us. To, yeah, I'd, 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 brought, I'd, I'd brought my shivs. And Simon, what have you got wow. at number four? I've got a kind of magic at number four. Lovely. Uh, and I've put the miracle at number four actually. So how have we done there, producer Giles? Do you know what's real, real interesting? Yeah, no? <laughs> all four, I should, well, yes, all three actually, album covers, will be repeated higher up the chart. Ooh. 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 I don't know what that means. So we can go means. to number three really quickly. Okay then. <laughs> uh, so we're reaching our top three. This is exciting. Uh, at top th- In my number third position, I've got a kind of magic. Uh, how are you doing there, John? Really? Yeah. Uh, I've gone for Flash Gordon. Oh, right. At number three. Okay. And yeah. uh, Suze? Made in Heaven. Lovely. And Simon? I've put the miracle at number three. Okay, great. So how have we done there then, producer John? Really, really interesting info, guys. <laughs> um, Simon and Rohan, your third place and fourth place are the same. Just swap round. Got it. Right. Um which is, that's symbiotic almost, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we're friends. Yeah. Bound to happen, yeah. I see. However, Flash Gordon. Yeah. This is the only time that album comes appearing in the whole of this chart. Oh. At number three, mind you. <laughs> I, I think what I'm learning about all of my dear Queen podcast friends oh, yeah. is your passion Your passion for Queen cannot be doubted. Sure. Your appreciation, your eye for design <laughs> is absolutely appalling. I am what? really, I have absolutely no eye or skill for design. I will put four different fonts on a poster and go, what? Why? What's your problem? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. <laughs> so, what I love about this album cover, not only does it just pop it just screams, put me on a T-shirt right now. <laughs> um, is I love being reminded that once upon a time, Queen were a, just a band amongst many, many, many other bands. And when you just see along the bottom, original soundtrack music by Queen, 
because it's just sort of almost throwing that away, it makes me very envious and nostalgic for a time when Queen were just doing stuff and they were probably yeah. like on a TV show or being interviewed somewhere and there wasn't all this sort of weight of the Queen sort of machine and all the sort of, the the you know, the whole story being imbued in everything you read or see about them. And I love that the fact that Queen did this revolutionary soundtrack their name is just a little footnote on the front cover it i really like it and i i I think as an album it's a fascinating prospect and a project it's so fascinating but that's just one hell of an album cover Mm. i bet this is one of brian's favorite album covers (laughs) yeah Just clutching at straws about my choice. (laughs) It is brilliant. I do love that uh, inner image, uh, the the image on the inside of Flash jumping up at the sort of uh, walleye camera thing. That is cool as anything, isn't it, from the movie? The Miracle is one of the three albums that was named by all four of you. Uh, Ah. This is its highest position. All right, okay. So yeah, there's there's no more The Miracle either. So you're all fans of it. I found a little video on YouTube about five minutes long that I'd encourage anyone and everyone to, to go and seek out. I'm sure you guys have seen it, which is uh, where Richard Gray talks at the time of how he built it. And it was truly groundbreaking design at the time um, where it required like the innovation of um, a pressure sensitive uh, light pen to actually be able to blend the images together and his ambition was specifically to make it look like a photograph that it wouldn't look like Mm -hmm. animation and he started by cutting out these images placing them together like on paper and then using that as a uh uh as a i mean it's all you could do it in adobe photoshop now in about two seconds oh yeah Yeah. well he he basically had to invent an analog version of photoshop to do this didn't he yeah and i I love this album cover. I I remember staring at it yes. as a kid. Yeah. Trying yeah. to work out whose eyes were whose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> again and again and again. Yeah. I think the I mean, I don't want to preempt future podcasts. I think part of the problem I have is it's I, it's not my favorite Queen album. Right. <laughs> oh really? It is one of my favorite Queen albums. I absolutely adore it. But what I remember is it being plastered across buses, huge posters everywhere. It was absolutely everywhere. It was an amazing image and it was we hadn't heard from Queen for a little while at that point and it was just like Queen are back and we own everything. <laughs> it was really <laughs> I mean it is a bloody weird image. There's no getting around it's that. It's so very yeah. weird. And, yeah. and also I think it represents the f- Partly the fact that you know they were re- they were sharing songwriting credits, so they're kind of saying yeah. we're back as one. And it was the first image of Queen I ever remember seeing was an advert for the single of Breakthrough. Oh yeah. Ah yeah. okay. And it ended with the it ended with that image of Queen saying from the album The Miracle. Right. So, who out of the four of them get to have two eyes in that image? Because I think Freddie is getting at least one and a half eyes, right? I think I think <laughs> Freddie's getting one and a half. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. all that matters. You can just I could look at it for another ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it is! It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Photography was by Simon Fowler. The design was by Richard Gray. The idea itself was from Queen. Um, mm. It was something that they suggested to him, uh, and the reason why Brian's at one end of the image is purely because of his hair. 
in order for the whole image oh, to yeah. work. They had to put him at one end. Um, and it was the Quantel paint box that was used, which was a state-of-the-art uh, image manipulation technology that was used to combine the photos of the band. Um, and it was the, the whole idea behind it was to reflect the fact that for the first time, all the songs were written by Queen. Right, mm-hmm. So they'd had individual credits up to that point and now they were one band and so they're sort of one person here which is really cool and the, it was Richard mm. Baker who, who who did the actual paintbox stuff but yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing How are we getting on here? Are we up Ooh, to top twos. the top Ooh. two No, hang on, have we got any more to talk about at the, at the level three? Surely we have Well yeah, I mean if you want to talk about Made in Heaven and A Kind of Magic, they ain't coming back all right, mm. uh, Suze, was it you that had Made in yeah. Heaven here? Yeah, I picked Made in Heaven. Just it's so um, it's quite moving. The telegeic, isn't it? it? They, yeah, it's such a, a stunning and emblematic image that they've used uh, with just Freddie as the front, and then the back cover is the rest of them sort of looking on. Yeah. It's quite powerful. Mm. Uh, and is it that it's over it's... Lake Montreux, isn't it? Right, yeah, Lake yeah. Geneva, yeah, in Montreux, Geneva, yeah. even sorry, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah, and that building really is beautiful. is the Duck House, which was in mm-hmm. Freddie's back garden in the house that he he owns. So that is basically the view Freddie had from his house. Oh, I see. Yeah, All right. It is. It's it's the one album where you kind of, the, the album cover where you kind of. You can smell the air <laughs> across yeah, that yeah. lake, you know, and I, it, it really kind of places me there with them somehow yeah, in yeah. some sort of way. I, I do think it's brilliant. And obviously, you know, it's so, yeah, it's so emotional. It's At the time yeah. it was emotional and that, it brings it all back every time you look at it now, I think. Yeah. Um, it is a beautiful album. The gatefold cover is a really cool thing where you could open it up and, and just make it. Or one thing which I loved. All right. Uh, well, let's get on to uh, kind of magic, uh, which is just awesome. It's I, I love the entire cartoon design of those images. I, I I love that they did giant inflatables for the magic tour. Was it the Wembley gig where Freddie ended up in somebody's garden about 10 miles away? Oh, really? Just yeah. Yeah. It, was Ro- it was Roger. Was it, it Roger? Was Roger. Oh, sorry. sorry. It was Roger. <laughs> sorry, sorry, John. Fair play to you. But I'm glad that you know that and you can pick me up on it. But um, uh, yeah, that that's really cool. Uh, and it was also the first album to get a CD uh, release as well. Um, so did anyone else play a kind, place a kind of magic high... Uh, Again, it, it was didn't just place outside. at all for me. I'm afraid it, it was my number four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I, I, it just, I just think it's cool as all hell. It's really funny. I love that whole sort of. I love, I, you know, I loved it as a kid. Obviously, you know, as I was getting into Queen, I was 13, 14 years old. It was just wicked. It's like the coolest John's ever been on the cover of an album, and um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I like that whole sort of beefy chest out tidy waist and legs was really fun and as a as a, as a you know a, a teenage boy all the girls dancing with them in on the inside cover that was all really cool and i love that some of this stuff was used in their music videos and their live tour and all yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff and very often when i think of queen this is the image that kind of first pops into my head actually so that's why i place it so how about you simon yeah, I think all of that. I love the fact that it permeates from the album into the the video and then 
got replicated on the tour as well. Um, and it sort of there'd been a sort of a run, hadn't there, of of album covers with with them on the front photographed, as which we talked about. Mm. And I think this brought a a sense of humour to it, which I I really warmed to. But um, yeah, and, and it, it, this was the era when I was I was really getting into them, so it, you know it was exciting to. Oh yeah, you were there for this album to you? get to get this, you know, and see it for the first. Do you know time. what I think? That's a, I think that's a really good point, and maybe one thing I'm not so keen on about the front cover of the works and the game and greatest hits one is that they look so serious, mm. and they're not right. a serious band. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are a serious band, but they're not like a dour kind of moody band. No. No. And I think sometimes in those posed photos, they've taken the moody shot. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to, you know, a bit of spoiler maybe, but Queen 2, they look like they're really angry at us. <laughs> they're really angry at you for looking at the, at the record. <laughs> well, speaking of Queen 2, what have we got at number two? I've been waiting ages to say that. Uh, so, uh, second position, second, your penultimate favourite uh, Queen album cover. Let's start with you, Simon. I've got Innuendo. Interesting. I also have innuendo. Um, How are you doing there, Suze? Uh, I struggled. I could my number one and two spots. I was like, which one goes where? Mm. And I eventually settled on Queen Two for number two. Okay. And what did you go for, John? I've gone for a Night at the Opera number two, for, for just for all the reasons covered that it's so much part of a, a sort of a full concept and feels like such a such a glorious introduction to to Queen's um, Queen's piece and it's an iconic image right I mean it's what we yeah we've all, all Queen fans have probably got it as their zoom background across the course of their well I love that um, there's an episode of the Simpsons where Homer's giving up beer and he sings a song which is a sort of a reworked version of when I was 17 oh, yeah and it goes when I was 17 I drank some very good beer <laughs> I drank some very good beer I purchased with a fake ID. My name was Brian McGee. I stayed up listening to Queen. Oh. And it, yeah. sh- it shows him passed out on a beanbag. And it's the A Night of the Opera image he's got framed on his right. bedroom wall. Right, 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 right. But I'm not going to go on too much. Yeah. And what's nice about John's voice is he's got a very light tone, but it's very full. <laughs> 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 Do you know what? I got confused. Though. Suze, it was you that had Queen 2 in, in second position, yes? No? I did, yeah. Right, uh, okay. I, Sorry. It's the iconic image. Let's, let's not talk that... about it just yet. Oh, sorry, yeah. Place, How have we done, prior? producer Giles? So well. So well. <laughs> Innuendo is the second of three albums to have been mentioned by all four of you, but number two is the highest it's going to position. Ah, right. so I, like Suze, deliberated all week between my number one choice and innuendo and i in the end I, I i put innuendo in my second position but i was so close to putting it as my favorite i love the artwork i love the sh- the surprise of it when it came out um the designs that all this grenville art that's just stunning that i didn't know about that i then went in to have a look at and you know the moment where in the innuendo music video where the front cover, the, the the juggler actually gets animated mm. and stuff. But all of these little images are just 
They're so cool. And on the inside, you've got that amazing spinal tap thing that you were talking about where they are all <laughs> properly designed with, you know, Freddy with his cats. And um, I think they've yeah. got their sort of, uh, uh, I don't really know what they've got going on, but their sort of jester look um, on the inside of it that I think refers to various, I think it's their, um, like their, the animals, that they're, what would you call them, soul animals or whatever. Um, yeah, so I love it. How about how about you, Simon? You put in your yeah, number two as well. All the same. I, I just, yeah, I, I remember staring at it for hours when mm. when I got it and just loving it. And it, it sort of echoed in the innuendo video again as well. And I'm sure would have uh, permeated into a tour if they'd done one for it. But I actually <laughs> heard a very interesting theory that that opening image is uh, alluding to Freddie's homosexuality, but. I just think Fred, from what I heard, is that Roger spotted the artwork and said to the rest of the band, this would be good, and they went, yeah, it would, and that was it, which I, <laughs> which I believe a lot more than the fact that Freddie was trying to send some hidden message through that image. What, that cover image? What? Yeah, someone's said that he's... What, because of all the balls? He's what? juggling balls, there's a banana, <laughs> and, a banana. <laughs> and he's got a bulge in oh, his trousers, apparently. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I mean, I and boobies. Tenuous to say the least, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I've always assumed, is it a woman or a man, that juggler? I can't tell. I don't know, but it, it, it's, the, the point is it's it's called, you know, the juggler of the universes, isn't it? That's what the, yeah. the, the painting's called, and it was it was done right. in the 19th century, so I think there's that's it. Yeah, I weirdly so find a lot of the imagery around innuendo more moving, not that it's a competition who's the most moving, but more moving <laughs> than some of the artwork around made in heaven mm-hmm. just because there's so much about masks and about putting on a front and about performance and about sort of clowning and hiding and makeup and it, it feels very very loaded and incredibly emotive even though as I'm sure you're right in saying I bet Rogers went this is cool and they go yeah yeah, yeah that, that'd be great because often it's it's sort of fans interpretation on stuff that that imparts most of the perhaps meaning that maybe a lot of this stuff happens by accident more than design, but I, I find it very um, emotive, yeah, uh, a lot agree. of the stuff around innuendo. Well, also, to take uh, illustrations from Granville, who, like Simon was saying, was uh, 1803 to 1847, where you like, that's a classical art reference, you know? Again, it just shows how erudite these guys were, and um, uh, one of the little facts I like about uh, this album is... Um, it's the first album cover since Flash, well, not including Flash Gordon, but um, apart from Flash Gordon, from jazz, uh, every single album had covered, uh, had their faces on the cover until this one, um, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it's Roger. Uh, he, he'd found uh, the Granville images in an art book and um, kind of suggested it for the cover, which is cool as anything. Okay, so at number one, what have you got, John? Queen 2. Okay, and Sue's? Sheer Heart Attack. Oh, wow. Whoa! <laughs> Someone <laughs> likes naked chests. And <laughs> yeah, that is what that is. Sweaty Roger hot. Taylor. Uh, uh, sorry, Simon, what have you got at number one? I've got news of the world. Yeah, baby, ah. so have I. Because Frank is cool as Because <laughs> <laughs> who's allowed to best album cover? <laughs> you guys didn't have news of the world in your top ten, no? Yeah. I had it in number four. Okay, yeah, yeah. fine. Yeah, it was my number four too. Okay, all right, fair enough. No. At least it, it charted highly. 
I can understand News of the World being there at the top. It's just the least Queen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. that's maybe why it stands out so much. But mm. it's the least like a Queen album cover. It's like more like a Marillion album cover. Yeah. <laughs> Suze's ranking of Sheer Heart Attack at number one is the only mention of that album cover I'm in the whole ranking. I'm amazed. So tell us I'm about amazed. Sheer Heart Attack and, and why you like the artistic design of it, Suze. I think it's a, a really cool, sexy image. And a quite probably quite a daring one for an album from the mid-70s as well. Yeah. Like... Uh, for it's quite it's quite suggestive and sexual. Oh, yeah. They do look like they've just finished up. <laughs> <laughs> or just taking a brief pause. Um, yeah. <laughs> they look great. Well done, boys. Number yeah. one. <laughs> and just out of curiosity, uh, out of the four, which one draws the eye the most for you? Do you um, John. John. He looks like he looks like he didn't want to be there, and I like that. <laughs> Fair enough. And John, you've gone for Queen Two in your number one position because it's the most famous Queen image of all time. I take it. I just think that whole photo shoot is remarkable, and yeah. the only way I could actually solve this ranking was to go, okay, if you had to have one of these albums framed on your wall, which would it be? And it would definitely be Queen Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was so, um, I was completely captivated by that album when I was about 12, 13 years old. And everything about it, I, I mean, I could, I mean, in the in the version you've just brought up there, yes. some of these old LP designs don't look as good as the remastered sort of CD images. So the yeah. version you brought up there, it doesn't, it's got a black background and they look like a faded cutout on top. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't have the fancier one. No, that's fine. But when you see it, when you see the actual photo, the Mick Rock original photo from the shoot, man, that's something else. Mm. So I wouldn't necessarily pick this version from the LP as my number one. But the CD version. from the sort of redone yeah. version, yeah. I, I definitely you, would. You mention it being Queen not being a band that take themselves too seriously. But I mentioned, look, look at the way they're looking at you right now. <laughs> no, I, I, what I said was that they, they look too serious. But this, I think, they look more majestic. I mean, Ro- John looks a bit like he, he's not quite on board with the mood. I think it's more <laughs> Freddie. Your, your yeah. eye is drawn to Freddie yeah. and that that regal way of holding himself. Yeah. He's absolutely committed. Now, now I see that LP version. I'm, I'm maybe thinking it wasn't the best. No, choice. I think you're. I think you're right because <laughs> what's interesting is uh, apparently the I read somewhere that the band were nervous that this made them look pretentious. That it was such a, oh, okay. a regal sort of you know. And this is their second album. Their first album yeah. hasn't done particularly well. But Mick Rock said, "No, no, you must project what you believe you are, not what you worry people might think you are." And I think that is such a queen thing to do, to say, we are the biggest band. You know, that's that's the confidence that they had and the belief in themselves that some people would say is pretentious. But I actually say you needed that if they were going to succeed. Yeah. And they had. Audacious. But also it looks it looks so much like a, a hard rock album cover from yeah. the early 70s. And they could back I, it up. I just love it. 
Yeah, totally. absolutely, yeah. And also, of course, it becomes you know the most famous element of the Bohemian Rhapsody video, yeah, which course. is considered the that's it. You know, well, I I think also it's interesting that you've picked News of the World, which is sort of the least Queen Queen album cover. Mm. It's the most unusual of all of them, of all of the album covers. And I wonder if it has more. I know a lot of people who were young when that album came out, and for whom the front cover of News of the World used to give them nightmares. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if you were a kid when that came out, it really sort of fires the imagination, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. You can actually see the... There you go. That's the original um, cover of cool. Astounding Science Fiction. You guys listening oh, wow. are going to have to look this up. Um, but the original artwork was by a guy called Frank Kelly Freese, uh, based on the uh, October 1953 edition of Astounding Science Fiction. And you can see it's almost the same uh, robot. So they actually got him to draw this. And once again, the layout and sleeve coordination was by this mystery Cream. Cream, who did so many of these album covers. We have no idea who Cream are. Couldn't find out anything about them. So if there's anyone out there listening that can tell us who, what is behind this Cream who did all these album covers, please, please uh, email us and, 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 and tell us because that would be extremely that would that would scratch an itch that I did any of you scratch. see queen and adam lambert on the on the news of the world tour yeah mm. yeah they had a giant frank oh that's what that's that's right right they call the robot frank yeah. yeah so when that gig started i i i was at the venue early because i got i luckily i got uh in the uh, Phil McIntyre box because they are, are Queen's promoters and they used to be my agent. I asked Phil Mac, having worked for them in the past, for those for ticket, and they went, "Oh, sorry, we got nothing." <laughs> well, I tell you what, if you ever get one of those corporate boxes at the O2, oh man, they're amazing. They've got like twelve seats in a row in a little block, and then behind them you've got the bar and the sort what? of what? Yeah, with a. a bartender there all the drinks are free oh. and like a spread of um ever-changing volivants and nibbles coming oh into the room God. but when you see the screen being erected which is like must be a hundred feet across you think what the hell is this screen mm-hmm. and then when the lights go out and frank is it they sort of there are these big bangs and it's like he's bashing through the floor it's the most incredible light display I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow. The way they use that mesh screen that you can project both on and through, mm. it, it just absolutely blew my mind. And then I think it's during Love of My Life, where just all the rainbow-coloured lasers are going out through the whole venue into sort of clouds that they've somehow got to appear. Man, blew my mind. Mm. Yeah, It was spectacular, wasn't it? Yeah. But I think what's scary about Frank is he's got a sort of almost um, benevolent look in his face, like he doesn't quite understand the damage he's doing, a bit like a sort of robotic Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he's sort of, yes, that's a really good way of putting it. I also always sort of somehow thought that he might be made of stone. It's almost not metal. And the idea of a stone robot always captured my 
imagination mm. and um, I've sort of yeah I've had dreams where Frank's turned up and <laughs> done something like lifted me out of the back of a bus and deposited me somewhere else and stuff and it's really cool but yeah. also I just love the way it's also you know you can you can gatefold out if you have the LP you can gatefold it out and it, and it creates this whole thing where you can actually see all of them um, when they released it yeah. on CD did they put Roger back in the picture I don't no, think so asking. I don't think they did. I think actually on the CD, I'd have to Google it, but on the CD, are you Googling at the moment, John? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if uh, it was just Freddy for some reason, or just one of them um, is my memory, mm. but I could be misremembering very easily. It's often difficult to know when you're Googling an album cover what version it comes off, mm. but definitely there's there's only three of them on the main front cover because because Roger is falling off, but he's out of shot. Yeah. Are there any conspiracy theories as to 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 what order they're falling in, or why Frank mm-hmm. is holding the ones he is holding, or anything like that? Not that I'm aware of. No, I mean I think it is just a, a very sort of faithful sort of recreation of of the original artwork for the book, um, which I think is is about a robot that doesn't know its own strength and I think accidentally kills people. So I think that benevolent look on its face is is accurate. I think you know it is oops I've killed Queen I didn't mean to kind of thing um, because you can see the blood just dripping off his finger can't you yeah, it's almost like he, that... he wanted to play with them and it was a bit too rough um, <laughs> it's very haunting and he looks almost apologetic or yeah. innocent and childlike it's incredible it is, it is unlike any of the other album covers which I think is perhaps why I was drawn to it but there's a lovely quote where the designer who was a classical music fan had never heard of Queen when he was approached to um to do the design and decided that he wouldn't listen to any of their music because he worried that if he hated them it would put him off <laughs> working and he might affect oh, his ideas right. so he he designed it entirely without having a clue who they were and yeah. then apparently has subsequently li- listened to them and does indeed think they're not bad at all oh. <laughs> <laughs> frank kelly free so apparently it was roger that had uh, remembered that yeah sci-fi cover and then and, and he approached um to do this yeah all right well there we go so news of the world correct answer obviously me and simon <laughs> queen two political answer from john and uh, sue's pure libido so shall we shall we um i'm very excited have you done a calculation producer john i have worked it out oh Come as on. you've been telling me i've been doing the maths <laughs> What's your algorithm then? I was like 10 points for number one. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. It's basically it. I tried to do multiples of three. Didn't work out. So yeah. um, but an interesting thing has happened. Part, I mean, I, I won't do the, 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 the album covers that came in 11 to 20, because frankly, we can guess what they are. But the top 10 is awesome. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. please. At seventh equal. Ooh. <laughs> With 10 points apiece, is Made in Heaven, The Works, Jazz, and Sheer Heart Attack. Oh. Wait a minute. So one person votes for Sheer Heart Attack, puts it in their number one. Gets number in the seven. top ten. Gets in Overall number, number seven. Good for, good for me. That's the power That's you're wielding, Suze. This is, yeah. That's it, progress. It is at least democratic. <laughs> this is the result of inclusivity. I love it. <laughs> and number six, with 15 points, A Kind of Magic. And number five with 19 points, A Night at the Opera. Of course. Ooh. Just beating A Night at the Opera at number four, The Miracle. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And then quite a few points above that, Queen Two in number three. Yeah. 
Well done, John. Just a couple of uh, couple of points above that at number two, innuendo. But soaring into first place with 34 points, it's John and Susie's number four, it's Simon and Rohan's number one, it's News of the World. Oh, which proves that I am right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, that is really exciting. Yeah. We should definitely get fans to email in their top tens and then we will aggregate a fan top yeah. ten which we will then weight against our top ten to create the ultimate top ten. Ooh. That's right. Well, I was thinking we could incorporate them, John. We don't have to make it a competition. If we get 50% weighting and then the other oh, 50% like is it. the fans' aggregated top ten, then we create the ultimate top ten. Like Eurovision style, where the yeah. like the judges get a little bit more weighting than yeah. the popular vote. Oh, gotcha, yeah. Well, yeah, do. If you email us, uh, queenpod, at thequeenpodcast.com, you can uh, send in your own top ten favourite uh, uh, album covers, and we will make producer Giles do all the sums, because we think at the end of this... We're, what we're looking to do at the end of this first season, we're hoping this season we'll, we'll, we'll get up to sheer heart attack. And then uh, as, as, as the last episode of this season, we want to do a sort of fan special to respond to all the stuff that's coming in from you guys. So we will then reveal the um, the aggregated top 10 album covers. That would be so much fun. I'm really curious to see if we get something more esoteric in the top 10 as a result because there's quite a few albums outside this top 10 that are still good yeah and do let us know why whether they gave you nightmares or aroused you in equal measure <laughs> if you've got an, an anecdote as to why that album uh, means uh, album cover means so much to you then do include that anecdote yeah 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 definitely it's a good shout Wow, well that's it. That's our first uh, ranking episode. Wow. And it's given us loads of ideas for more ranking episodes. But also, if you'd like us to rank something, do tell us. Like, if there's something out there that, uh, you know, I don't know, rank the amps that they use. We could do a <laughs> solo episode with John and he could cover that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it would be Vo- Vox AC30 number one and equal all others. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that one's done. But if you have another idea for a ranking episode, yeah, do write in. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and I think that that basically concludes us, doesn't it? Uh, it does. Next, next time we'll be getting back to the albums, uh, which is exciting stuff. Hopefully Queen 2, Side White, uh, will be our, our next album. I hope you're going to join us for that. Uh, so do... Send us all your lovely things at uh, queenpod at thequeenpodcast.com. Please like and review our podcast on all the platforms. That would be great. And all it leaves us to say is thank you very much, guys, and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. This has been The Queen Pod, a Seven Seas Films production, edited and produced by me, Fergus March. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and stay in touch by emailing queenpod at thequeenpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Queen.